Hello folks, this is the Knickknack Podcast. This will be Season 14, Episode 12, Accepting a Grim Reality, um, because that is what I've been trying to do uh, over the past uh, couple days since my last um, episode. Maybe it's been longer than that, but um, that's where I'm at, so grab your favorite beverage and we will get started. reality is a difficult thing um it it just is um but i think there is a certain wisdom to um you know the oft quoted uh line from star trek uh resistance is futile um you know the more you try and fight something that is inevitably going to happen um, the more your pain increases, um, sort of like on a fish on a hook, um, uh, kind of thinking, um, you know, if the, if the fish, uh, wriggles about and, uh, you know, tries to get free, it's probably causing itself more pain. Um, and, you know, that's what I've, what I've been trying to do in as many ways as I can is, um, decrease the pain I'm experiencing on a day-to-day basis, um, because it, it's to the level where being awake is like being jabbed with a thousand knives, um, and being asleep, um, is somewhat better, but little better because, um, nightmares occur, um, and, the most disturbing of these nightmares actually plays upon this theme rather nicely of, you know, accepting your fate, accepting your reality, uh, no matter how much, how grim it just may be. Um, you know, in these dreams, uh, one of them, you know, I'm sitting there covered in a swarm of bees, can't breathe, um, and realize as I'm covered with this swarm of bees and I'm having difficult breathing, difficulty breathing, I realize that I'm going to die. Um, and it gets to the point in the dream where, you know, I, you know, I try to think about it and find some way out of it. You know, how do I escape from this reality of being covered with bees? And, you know, that doesn't end the dream. That just, you know, continues the dream. The only way I seem to be able to get out of the dream and wake up, uh, is by saying, okay, I'm gonna die now. It's, okay, this is the reality. Um, and then the dream ends, and then I wake up. Um, and that seems to be an appropriate parallel to what I'm facing in the real world. Um, the real world, uh, you know, we are seeing the purposeful destruction of the welfare state. I am reliant upon the welfare state. Welfare state goes away. Um, I no longer have things, uh, that allow me to survive. Um, and, you know, how that plays out, I'm not really sure. Um, 
you know, how it gets that way, you know, I'm thinking um, that there will be an undesirable result and uh, a very rigged upcoming presidential election, and then down it goes from there. Um, but how it plays out for me personally, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure yet. You know, I'm trying to think in terms of, you know, where would I have the best chance of being able to survive not having shelter? And I'm kind of, you know, cause I'm kind of racking my brain and I think, you know, the likelihood of um, family or friends affording me shelter, even temporarily, is probably not very good, um, especially because the majority of them are still in um, a huge amount of denial about the reality of the situation or the impending reality. Um, so the best thing I can think of is to try and set aside a small amount of money Um to take myself to a larger city where I might have a better chance at accessing better services um, and have a better setup to potentially be able to endure the situation. Um, that's that's the best thought I've come up with so far. Um, and you know the 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 best outcome of of surviving that. I suppose would be to somehow come out the other side and be a better, stronger person for it. I suppose that's one possibility. Um, but the possibility that at this point causes me the least distress would be to be out there exposed to the virus, catch the virus, and then, um, you know, succumb to the virus. That would be like the best outcome. Um, and the best outcome overall in the similar vein um, though this is not a very likely outcome, I don't think, is for me to catch the virus while I still have shelter uh, and access to healthcare, um, and then to ultimately succumb to the virus. Um, because I, I, you know, as as much as I think to myself, gee, given the grim reality of where I'm at, what I'm dependent on, and the incredible susceptibility of the things I depend on to survive, um, wouldn't it, mightn't it be best to take as much control of the situation as I can and determine my exit conditions? Um, and as much as that might sound appealing... Um, I, the reality, um, of it is, uh, as far as my beliefs and faith element go, um, you know, I'm agnostic, so I'm uncertain of the results of, or I'm, I'm very uncertain about what might happen, uh, at the conclusion of life on Earth. Um, so therefore, because I am so uncertain, about what might, might happen about the in the conclusion of life, um, I'm afraid to go to that state. Uh, I, I think my, like most living things, I um, I want to avoid that state for as long as possible. So, um, 
you know, my reaction to the the idea of, you know, taking taking that into my own hands is, yeah, I'm I'm afraid of doing that. I'm too chicken shit to do that. You know, it's not so much that, oh, I want to see if I can survive, or, oh, there might be more life experiences that I could get out of this. You know, it's not anything positive. It's more fear of the unknown is, is all it is. It's fear. So it's a horrible reality, but really what it comes down to is as much as I know with great probability, the greatest probability I can see and analyze and sense that things are going to get worse, my fear of the unknown and the, you know, what might might come after or might not come after life is, um, is dictating that I go through whatever worsening experience awaits, um, which sucks. You know, it, it's, it's not a good position to be in. Um, but being in that position, um, I think it's more productive to um, try to come to some level of acceptance. You know, trying to say, okay, I'm not going to be able to enjoy what I'm enjoying right now for long. So enjoy it while you can. Um, but it's hard to... It's It's always been hard for me to live in denial to the extent that most people do. I think my only hypothesis on happiness is that people are ha- are that are happy are either unaware or unaware of reality, can't comprehend reality, in other words don't have the intellectual capacity to understand or are in denial of reality. Um and for better or for worse, my brain doesn't have the ability to discount an impending reality. It has the ability to come up with all sorts of ways to try and avoid the impending reality. Um, but ultimately, that's not really adaptive or useful. Um, and, uh, you know, like, you know, in acceptance... Um, I'm realizing that I need to get to the acceptance level of acceptance and, tr- and trying to get there. Um, I've discovered a couple things about myself. Um, one is that I seem to be an unwilling fatalist. Um, you know, in the sense of, um, there is, there seems to be a preset, um, predetermined, linear nature to life. Um, and our ability to alter that preset, predetermined, linear path of life seems pretty limited. Um, and, you know, feeling like with great certainty you know you're 
your fate. I mean, we all know our ultimate fate. We're all ultimately going to die. But, you know, feeling like you know that you're going to have uh, troubling experiences on the path to death, um, you know, it's just not a, you know, not, I don't relish that thought. Um, but I also don't feel like I can escape it. Um, you know, it feels, you know, it's, uh, the only thought I can, the only thing I can compare it to is, you know, you think of Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, you know, he says, I can't face my father, I can't do it. Well, that's his destiny. And Kenobi says to him, you can't escape your destiny. And really, that's, that's what it is. You, you, you can try to avoid, you can try and alter your destiny, but my belief is you can't avoid it. It, you'll ultimately not be able to succeed in altering or avoiding your fate, whatever that fate might be. Uh, be it long-term fate or short-term fate. So, um, I, I think my, my, my thought is, the best way I can ride this out, uh, the best way I can weather this storm, um, is to come to a level of acceptance. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I can't, I've come to that level of acceptance as of the time of this recording, but I'm doing what I can to get to that level of acceptance. Um, you know, it's happening in small ways. Um... That, you know, the, the new flight simulator has been released. Um, I'm not, but I'm not playing into the hype. I'm not, I don't, you know, I know with pretty, with pretty high certainty that it's not going to be, uh, something I'll be able to enjoy, uh, or play. Uh, it's just not in the cards. Um, so, uh, you know, therefore no reason to, think about or join the hype. Um, you know, um, the best, the best I can, I can do is to try and figure out, like I said, um, how to, um, enjoy what I have while I have it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with how to do that. That's the majority of what I'm struggling with on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, do a, I'll do flight sim, I'll do a session, couple sessions of flight sim a day, I'll, uh, watch some TV, um, I, I, um, got at least the free trial period of, uh, HBO Go or whatever it's called, um, and am re-watching the Big Bang Theory for, like, the umpteenth time, um, and it's gotten to the and I kind of stopped last night, um, not only because it was late and it was time to go to bed, but also because it had gotten to that point where, um, the characters, um, that are so hampered by geekdom that they have limited function- social functionality are for some reason, um, for the service of the story from a writing perspective. Um, are, are somehow, they're somehow now miraculously able to 
start entering into successful romantic relationships. Um, and having in my life hitting a, hit a brick wall in my endeavors to enter or even in it, be able to successfully find a successful romantic relationship. I'm just sitting there going, A, that's not realistic, and B, that's incredibly hard to watch because, you know, I'm just, I'm envious of people that are able to have, find and have and maintain successful, successful romantic relationships. So it, it got to the, the point where I wasn't in, I wasn't able to enjoy it. Um, you know, whether I'll be able to slog through it or not, I don't know. Uh, whether there'll be value in continuing to slog through it or not, I'm not sure. Probably not. Um, probably just gonna maybe watch a few more episodes and then cancel before the trial, uh, expires. Um, and, you know, the other show I'm, I've been watching, trying to get to the end of, uh, or at least the end of, uh, you know, to the current season, uh, is The Simpsons, and... The funny thing is, funny thing about that is, you know, as, as I continue to watch The Simpsons, um, it's a, it's a show of diminishing returns from the comedy perspective. Um, and also from the variety of story perspective. You know, at, at some point, you know, in, in your writing, uh, you run up against the limits of what you can do in the setting you've been, uh, you've created for yourself. Um, I was thinking about, um, you know, there's some social media meme, um, about, um, you know, not being able to enjoy reading or something like that. Um, and that, you know, it got, caused me to think about, you know, why I don't read, why I don't read books so much anymore. I'll occasionally invest in an audiobook, but, you know, it's not. Not It's not my primary, even secondary, or even tertiary form of entertainment. It, um, it's kind of maybe quadruciary. Um, but I think the reason for that probably is, um, you know, I, I was, I was a, slow to learn how to read. Uh, I finally learned how to read and really enjoyed the Star Wars Expanded Universe books. Um... But after a while of reading some of those books, uh, I got to the point where, you know, I saw the limits of the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, good guys win, the light side of the Force returns to power, and a new republic is founded, and everything's all good and hunky-dory. And then the, a dark Jedi or, uh, Sith tries to come back and they threaten to destroy everything. And then again, the hero comes through and, you know, achieves some level of victory and, you know, rinse and repeat. So, you know, I realized the limits of that setting and the limits too of, um, of just general, the general historical, uh, trend of, um, the way governments work, you know, it's like, you look at, uh, uh, Europe, um, Germany in, in specific, specifically, let's, um, I have limited understanding of German politics, but just, let's go with that, because that's the best example, you know, you think of the rise of Hitler, and, 
fascist regimes and Nazism and all that crap. The same crap that's happening here now. Um, and, you know, it took the Allies in World War II to intervene and end it. Um, and, you know, now they have, so far as I understand it, kind of a uh, socialist democracy. Um, but even there... Uh, my understanding is that, you know, they're starting starting to see some fascist trends. And I can only assume, you know, if you look at Roman history um, or other historical, um, you know, countries or whatever, uh, even in the U.S., you know, it's, the trend is kind of you start out with great ideas, you start out with democratic principles, um, and it inherently gets fucked up. And once it gets fucked up, you, you know, you try to overcome the fucked, fucked upness and, you know, either hold a revolution or, you know, um, get invaded and then, you know, have a new government installed that's more democratic and the same thing happens all over again. Um, so, you know, when it, it's ultimately I'm a fatalist. Um, and it's hard to accept. My fate, and it's hard to accept the limits of the human condition. I think that's what it all boils down to. But, in the long run, accepting it is going to be, finding a way to accept it is going to be far less painful than trying to resist. Um, that's my, that's my thought thus far. Um, so, you know, I continue to write it out. Um, and do, you know, doing the best I can until I can't do my best anymore and circumstances change. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's really is, um, on a, uh, the worst personal apocalypse ever because it's so slow. And then even on a global scale, it's like, that's the worst, it's the worst global apocalypse as well because it's so fucking slow. It's like, all right, we're all going to die, but um, we're looking at a watch here board and waiting to die. And the looking at watch board and waiting to die definitely sucks. So, um, sorry, there is no optimistic anything uh, in this episode or probably in any future episodes. Uh, but that's where I'm at right now. Um, and it's far more beneficial and helpful for me to kind of um, just dump this all in podcast form than to, you know, include it in a conversation with anybody else. Um, maybe not with anybody else. You know, with certain people, they're going to agree with me and they're going to, you know, try and maybe contribute to some of the thoughts in some way. But, um, you know, in the context of talking to a therapist or talking to uh, somebody that's in deep denial... Um, you know, it's, it's not helpful to cover these sort of topics or these sort of things. So, um, I don't think, I mean, I, I, I endure a great, a great, greater deal of pain and sensitive, sensitivity and awareness of the, of the world than I think most people do, but I don't think I am insane. I think I'm just more sensitive and aware of pain. Um, that's what I think anyway. I don't know. Maybe I am insane. But anyway. Um, 
thanks for listening. Um, and I'll see you, talk to you next time, hopefully. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay healthy. Happy winning. Happy, happy winnings. Happy roaring. Thank <laughs> you.